What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, actually not another, the first ever mini-sode of Rhythm and Bay Podcast. As always, I'm your host who does the most, and your guest for the day is just little old me. I'm doing it by myself, and we're going to do a really fun um, kind of segment about something that I love talking about. Now, on this show, I love talking to comedians about the songs that kind of tell their life story, but I don't get to do it too much with my own stories. So I want to talk to you guys about the songs that I think kind of, (laughs) I'll just call it what it is, a problematic fave. We all have one. We all have a favorite song that we wish wasn't our favorite song because it's maybe associated with a problematic person, maybe even has a problematic lyric or two. There's a fine line between wanting to be your best self, especially if you're a person who is striving to do well in life. And, you know, there are people who are always decrying against cancel culture. No, we shouldn't cancel this person. We shouldn't cancel this thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think cancel, and maybe the, maybe the wording is what's wrong. I think when people hear the phrase cancel culture, they think about someone being unfairly canceled. But here's the thing, when Friends runs for 10 and a half years and everyone's tired of watching it, it gets canceled. Does it get canceled or does it come to an end? Sometimes the ideas behind a thing stop being appropriate for the time. There's a difference between canceling someone and let's just say they hit their expiration date. There are a lot of things that I really enjoy that have slightly expired. So I asked this question on my TikTok. You can find me on TikTok at Jasmine Ellis Comedy. And I said, what is a problematic song that you loved growing up? And now that you re-listen to it with a 2020 ear, you feel differently. And the first song that I mentioned that came to my mind was the 2000s banger. This group reignited the passion for boy bands. I was a little bit not their demographic. I'm 32 years old now, which makes me like a true millennial, not an elder millennial, not a zillennial. I don't need to prove anything. I middle part my hair when I feel like it. I wear my high pants when I want to, but I wear my low pants. I'm actually, I never wear low pants because I have to tuck my stomach into my pants. I told you I'm 32. The point I'm making is I'm a grown ass woman. I'm 32 years old. So when One Direction, that's the group in question here, became a big deal, I wasn't quite there, there, market. And it's fun to be an adult and see things that are definitely just not for me. But I was like 23, 24. And so I was like, oh, this is cute, but just not for me. I remember uh, there was another band at the time that had a huge hit called Glad You Came. And they're, god damn it, really? The title Glad You Came? Yes, it is. It was called The Wanted. (laughs) Now, that is an example of a problematic thing. It's not necessarily problematic. It's just a song that's dirty and right in your face. But there's going to be people who were young who just don't quite get the understanding of it, which I think is adorable. I love the idea of someone who's like 21 now, who remembers being 11 years old when Glad You Came came out being like, oh, is that what they meant? That's one of my favorite things is the innocent aha moment. Now, this song that rubbed me wrong back in the cut that I did not like um, so much is by the group One Direction. And it was their first big American hit. It was You Don't Know You're Beautiful. I hate this song with everything in my spirit. Um, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Here's why. Now, is it catchy? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely a bop. It's just fantastic. It's got everything that a boy band needs. One, the music video, they're standing on a beach in khakis with flippy hair. 
you know, we loved flippy hair back then. God, they look like toddlers. I, I get why I didn't care about this. This came out in 2011, so I had just graduated college, all right? I wasn't, I was looking for grown men with back hair, not uh, flippy hair. Uh, here's what I don't love about it. I feel like it's one of those songs that emphasizes this idea that a woman is so beautiful when she doesn't know it. Socially, this is one of those things that we condition young girls to believe from a very young age that it's you should be beautiful naturally of course not with makeup but also like put a little makeup on so you're trying but don't try too hard but put on something so you don't look stupid anyways you should be beautiful always be beautiful how you look matters so much but you should pretend you don't know that in fact it's incredibly unattractive to have any idea of what you look like what is this thing i blame movies like never been kissed and she's all that just this ideology that underneath the glasses and the messy bun is a beautiful girl just right there and she needs a guy to bring it out really we, we need a guy to bring it out. The, the people who need to be told to spread their cheeks when they wipe, that's who needs to tell us to bring it out. It always drives me crazy. And also this like whole like nearsighted, like she's nearsighted, not blind. Like she knows what she looks like. Pretty privilege is very real and people that are attractive know it whether they're wearing bifocals or not. And pretending you don't know it doesn't make you some humble queen. I always just found it really annoying, but I get what this was going for. It was a very specific demographic of teenage girls Here's a couple of lyrics that get me. <laughs> oh, Google, thank you for doing the lyrics with this separation. You're insecure. Don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Oh my God. My favorite thing about the 2000s is the stair-step version of singing. Because when you can't, you, when you can't take the elevator to a note, go ahead and take the stairs and oh, I love that so much. It's always so funny to me. Uh, don't need makeup to cover up. Being the way that you are is enough. Now, I get that. I like that line there. Um, but this is the part that bothers me. It's not that he's saying you don't need makeup to cover up. It's this part right here. You don't know you're beautiful and that's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> like, if you knew it, you'd be ugly as hell. How dare you? But this is why you see women that are size sixes talking about how fat they are and then turn around and tell their size 12 friends, oh my God, no, you're not fat at all. You literally just said you were fat at the size you are and I'm bigger than you. It's such an endemic where it's this thing where like girls who later become women get it in their heads that it is a good thing to not like yourself. Like the only way to feel com like <laughs> that a woman liking herself is insulting to the world. So it's just something that rubbed me wrong, but do I like it in an auditory sense? Is it an earworm? Yes. In fact, in like the one minute I've been talking about this song, it's just gonna live in my brain and swim around and bother me. So I opened up the floodgates and asked people what their favorite problematic songs were, and it did not disappoint. There were lots of great answers. Um, another one, this one I wouldn't necessarily call problematic as most of it's just uncomfortable while we're on the subject of boy bands. Who here remembers O-Town? Take a moment, breathe in, you're 30. <sighs> Exhale, the year is 2003, okay? You got on your Skechers, you got on the biggest pants you can find, and O-Town just became the band. This is before Diddy's dub band, before he was making random people walk the Brooklyn Bridge in the middle of the night to get a cheesecake. No, this is the band. And at this time period, ooh, psychopath? 
now locked up in jail, Lou Pearlman put together a boy band for TV. We should talk about that on a later episode, Lou Pearlman. Um, it's kind of a sad story. Essentially, what he did is he just in sync. Backstreet Boys, all of them, he made really crooked deals and stole money from them. And I believe he had the members of NSYNC performing in an airport hangar for eight hours a day to get their routines super tight. So anyways, I want to remind you of a group that you know you forgot about. Their name was O-Town. And they had a song called Liquid Dreams. I had to Google that. Well, first of all, as soon as someone said it, I was like, oh, no. I remember this and immediately I could remember the beat, the sound, everything. The song Liquid Dreams is lyrically, oh goodness, lyrically, let's talk about Liquid Dreams. <laughs> just, okay, okay, you guys are gonna be like, I'm so tired of Jasmine laughing at herself, but I just, let me read you these lyrics. By the way, this is the second time I've Googled it this week, so now they're gonna send me some ads for help with nocturnal emissions. Okay, here's the lyrics to the first verse. Posters of love surround me, lost in a world of fantasy. Every night she comes to me and gives me all the love I need. Now this hot girl, she's not your average girl. She has morphatic dreams from a magazine. She's so fine, designed to blow your mind. She's a dominator, supermodel, beauty queen. Oh, sorry. I got excited and started singing that like monorail from The Simpsons. Monorail, monorail, monorail. I dream about a girl who's a mix of Destiny's Child. Just a little touch of Madonna's wild style with Janet Jackson's smile. Y'all remembers, right? Throw in a body like Jennifer and you've got the star, here's the gross part, y'all, of my liquid dreams. Ooh, that means at the very young, impressionable age of, let's see, how old was I in 2001? 10 years old. I was bumping the hell out of a song where basically five dudes were talking about what makes them come. Ew, not liquid dreams, not that exact terminology. It could not have been more in your face. And then the rest of the song just goes through with like a laundry list, a laundry list of like, here's some famous woman I jack off to. Angelina Jolie, Cindy C, which is Crawford, obviously, Tyra, Salma Hayek. I mean, a team of baddies, no lie. But there was something so weird about this being formulated to sell young girls' music. And it's just this list of performing and beautiful women. And I just... When you talk about bad boy bands, O-Town goes up there really high on the list. I wouldn't call this song a problematic fave, though, because there's not truly anything offensive, but it's definitely cringe. It's it's I, I, Cringe is a feeling that I, I, I definitely have borrowed from Gen Z, but I really understand and respect it as a whole. I think it's just a very valid experience when you, when you just want to crawl out of your body because you just hear something that makes you feel that way. Hmm. When I think about a time that I felt super cringy in public to hearing a song, I remember I was 17 and it was my best friend Natasha's birthday and we went with her family to do karaoke and her father sang, I Be Stroken. I don't know if all of you are going to know I'd be stroking. I haven't done the demographics on my audience. Who knows? Maybe you don't even speak English. But if you have the, if you have the time, look up I'd be stroking. Oh, I'm sorry. The song is literally just called Stroken by Clarence Carter. If you are a dad and you want to, like, make a profound embarrassment on your children that will last forever and transfer to their friends, I mean, lyrics like, 
when I start making love, I don't just make love, I be stroking. <laughs> That's what I be doing, I be stroking. <laughs> oh, I stroke it to the east, I stroke it to the west, I stroke it to the woman that I love best, I be stroking. That's one of those ones that you can't even pretend you didn't know was dirty. Like it was just like in your face dirty. And I love stuff like that because tell me WAP is a problem when Ivy Stroking came out in 1986. Try it. Tell me it's a problem. It's just not. Also, I want to say there was like just some flat out implicit lyrics about putting it in a butt. So we're just talking about songs that just made you feel cringy. I would love, love, love your input on this. Um, like every episode, I'm always reaching out to you guys. I want you to ask questions. Now, originally the game plan was to get questions about love and we could give you advice. But here's one thing I realized, um, all of you have the exact same love question. The question is, hey, it's a pandemic, I'm alone. And that's not really an exciting question <laughs> because all I can do is tell you to get tested and get out there. That's all I can do, but yay, vaccines. Um, I don't know how everyone feels about vaccines on this pod, but uh, as far as Jasmine Ellis goes, for me and mine's, we will be get stuck up. We'll be, we'll be stuck up and made up and I'm gonna have a melanated and vaccinated hot girl summer. I'm gonna have a the best time I can have while being legally married and monogamous. I'm gonna be out here, okay? I can't wait to get mimosa drunk and text my husband you up at 2 p.m. to come get me from a restaurant. I cannot wait for that moment. And I feel like so many hot girl anthems have came out during the pandemic and I haven't gotten to experience them in a club. Like, I just don't know how I'm really going to feel when I hear City Girls and Go Doja Cat back to back. But I'm looking forward to that feeling. It's exciting. Speaking of problematic faves, Doja Cat. Doja Cat is someone who's, Doja Cat is someone who managed to survive cancellation and I can't tell if it's off of the weakness of the attempt at the cancellation, just because it was one of those situations that was so vague. For those of you who don't know what happened, she was in a chat room where there were some people in the chat that were associated with white supremacist groups. And in an attempt to mock them, she started saying like some pretty like provocative things like, do you want to eat this inward, you know? Um, but here's the thing is she is black. And I, two things I know about her now is she's an air sign. So I just think she's nuts. And I, I feel like an air sign is the kind of person who would spend a day with a murderer just cause, like to see what it's like. I feel like she just doesn't have a hard line on what is and isn't the right thing to do. And she's also very young, but She's just so darn talented. So I remember in the midst of this, when people were like, cancel Doja, I was like, do we have to? Do we have, she's just so new. I'm not gonna lie to, uh, you know, in the, in the immortal words of Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. So I find myself, if you're, if you're black or mixed, I find myself wanting you to be right. I want you to be on the right side of things. So I wanted to see how it shook out. And she took responsibility and apologized for the way the situation seemed and for anyone she hurt. And then she just kept making bangers. And if I were to think of like a problematic fave, I think it's definitely juicy. Lyrically, the song is just all bravado. It's talking about how great everything she has is. And then there's little digs at other female rappers who have fake butts, where she says things like, that body's unbelievable, but I don't buy it. Where's the cellulite? And, you know, that's, that's true. 
if, if I'm sorry, if you have a big ass and no cellulite, you just, that's just, God doesn't do that. God does not make an uninterrupted ass. Like there's going to be texture on a large behind. So is it, is it the most harmonious song? No. Is it cocky as hell? It makes me feel cute in the mirror. Absolutely. So that's just right up there with some of my problematic favorite songs. Which ones have I mentioned so far? One Direction, You Don't Know You're Beautiful, just, just a silly anti-feminist mess, uh, if you will. Uh, I mentioned The Wanted, Glad You Came. That one's a little problematic just in the sense that this was playing on every kid-friendly airplay pop station that year. Although I also remember pretty much the same summer was the year of Pumped Up Kicks. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was a catchy, cheery, happy song about a school shooting. And honestly, if we're gonna talk about things that are a little bit more dangerous as subject matter, that to me is a lot worse than, than Glad You Came. But was it clever? Was it smart? Did it have a fantastic hook that just lived in your brain for weeks at a time? It, honestly, the biggest problem I had with Pumped Up Kicks is the fact that I can't whistle. So there's that. I, just, <laughs> I was mostly just angry that it would come on and I'd have to just stand there not whistling. Uh, is there anyone else who can't whistle? Reach out to me. But yeah, I would love to hear more of your problems, more of your problems, more of your questions, more of your ideas, more of what you would want to hear and see and do on the podcast. Even guests you'd want to hear from. Don't think we only have to talk to comedians. I'm interested in talking to musicians, anyone who loves talking about how music has infected them. I said infected when I meant affected. It's been a long day, but I'm just so excited to keep bringing you guys more content. So thanks for listening to me talk about my problematic favorites and joining me for the first of what might be quite a few little itty bitty minisodes. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jasmine Ellis, and this is Rhythm and Bay Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Rhythm and Bay Podcast, on Facebook at Rhythm and Bay Podcast, and on Twitter at Bay Rhythm and because I messed up and I couldn't fix it. Again, I'm Jasmine Ellis. I'm on all the things at Jasmine Ellis Comedy. So just look me up, Jasmine Ellis Comedy. I'm also a panel guest on the Earthquake Show. Uh, I'm mostly just fight with the men. That's just what I'm on there to do is, uh, is fight with them from time to time. So I'm going to be appearing again on the show on April 20th is the next time I'm going to do the episode. So looking forward to just bringing you guys more funny content and uh, bringing you more music discussions. So please, 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 please find me on all of those socials and tell me what your problematic favorite song is. And we will dissect, digest, and investigate even further. All right, guys, keep it smooth. Thank you.